justice for Sherry. I feel like, you know. <laughs> justice for Sherry. Like it's just, it's, it is old fashioned, but it's good. It they is. They cooked with it all that in the Edwardian period for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like blink Sherry if you're in danger <laughs> of extinction. Blink Sherry. Hello, I am David Leach, the founder of the website Leach Culinaria and the author of The New Portuguese Table. And I'm Amy Traverso, food editor and co-host of the public television show Weekends with Yankee and author of The Apple Lover's Cookbook. And we're your hosts of Talking With My Mouthful, a podcast about food, food-adjacent stuff, not so much food stuff. And in this episode in particular, how to survive Thanksgiving with your sanity and family intact. And if we can get you through that, we can get you through anything. <laughs> so it's been more than a fortnight, Amy, since our last episode. As a matter of fact, it's been a couple of months. And at that time, we said we'd be back in September. And so many of you have reached out and said, where are you? And when are you coming back? And the short answer is that we're here now to do a holiday mini season through the end of the year. And the reality is that we're working on ways to fund this podcast. It is truly a labor of love, and it's mostly self-funded. And so... Not mostly, completely self-funded. Well, we've had like a little bit of sponsorship, but that was a oh, while that's true. ago. Yeah, and that now one it's, time, yeah. It's been pretty self-funded for a while. So we're going to be asking for your support in the coming weeks to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And for now, we're just delighted to be back. So let's stick to tradition for now, David. Okay. How was your food fortnight? My food fortnight, Amy, it was very interesting indeed because I did a complete top-to-bottom dry run of Thanksgiving. Oh, complete. boy. Again. Yeah. I needed to photograph a lot of stuff for the website. So uh, we had peppery cheese sticks, which are kind of like a ketchup with pepe cheese sticks. And I made a dry rub turkey, roasted garlic mashed potatoes, wild mushroom stuffing, cranberry relish, pumpkin cake, and maple cream cheese frosting. I mean, it just went on for days and days. What about you? What was your food fortnight like? Uh, well, first, I, I just need to make a confession. I've been a food writer for like 20 years. Right. And I do not, I have fully burned through my love of Thanksgiving food. I feel like- Absolutely. But at this point, honestly, my favorite Thanksgiving was during the pandemic. We made fried chicken and biscuits. Like we just abandoned tradition. I All think tradition. we made cranberry sauce and sweet potatoes because that's what we liked. We just basically chose the things we like from Thanksgiving and discarded mm -hmm. the things we're tired of. But this year I'm hosting, so I'm going to be making some traditional stuff. Yeah, we're hosting too. I'm glad we're back to hosting because I like to cook for other people. You know, I yeah. get kind of tired of- just cooking for myself or me and the one, but I love it when there's everyone there because it gives me an opportunity to shine. Everyone yeah. to say how wonderful my cooking is. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so actually, uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, like I'm making some stuff ahead of time. I'm doing yeah. a Earl Grey cranberry sauce, Ooh. which is really nice. It's you steep some Earl Grey tea, which has bergamot mm -hmm. in it, which is a citrus, and citrus mm -hmm. goes well. Is it with bergamot or bergamot? Bergamot, I say bergamot. bergamot. I don't know, bergamot. actually. Oh. And then a little bit of extra spice, some star anise and cinnamon and, oh, nice. and sugar. Ames. And it's really nice. If you can also do it with chai tea. You can steep some chai tea mm -hmm. bags. And the tannins of the tea actually work really well with the tartness of the cranberries. It's, it's a great thing. Play with tea and wow. cranberry sauce. Is that on Yankee's website? Yes. There's a chai tea cranberry sauce on Yankee's website. And then there's an Earl Grey tea <laughs> that I did when I was reading at Sunset Magazine on their website. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then, God, David, you know how sometimes the simplest recipes are the ones that take... I was trying to develop 
You know that cake? It's like a chocolate Guinness cake. It's like a chocolate cake yeah, with Guinness, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to do a brownie version of it. And mm-hmm. it was like six or seven tries because it made me so frustrated. But it's that brownies, you don't typically add liquid to brownies, right? The only right. liquid comes the from egg. the eggs. Yeah. So I had to really keep recalibrating the recipe in mm-hmm. order to be able to add some uh, Guinness. But the flavor's great. I finally perfected it, but it was it was a marathon. <laughs> so is that for also Yankee or is that for you? Yeah, that's for Yankee. Oh, yeah. great. See, the yeah. whole thing is everyone has to wait so long I now know. to hear about I your know. recipe. I know. Mine they can get instantly I on the know. website. I know, it sucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam, what about you? What was your food fortnight like, even though it's much more than a fortnight? Your kids are probably in college now since <laughs> yeah. the last time we spoke. <laughs> Second grade to college. Oh, God, I don't even want to think about that bill yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was at a a wedding recently. My Mm -hmm. wife's cousin just got married in Raleigh. And can I share some of that food? Because I haven't really made anything interesting lately. Absolutely. There was two really interesting things we had for the hors Mm d'oeuvres. And one of the hors d'oeuvres they shared was a bacon-wrapped fig. Nice. Is that angels on horseback or devils on horseback? That's the dates. That's when you make it with dates. Oh, a date. You're right. Never mind. Yeah. So, I I mean, who doesn't love bacon, but I love figs. I'd never had that combination before, but that was amazing. And then the other thing that they they gave that was I thought was really interesting, they said is copywritten, which I know you could copyright a, a food. You can't really. But, but yeah, so they're very excited about it. But it was, I guess it would be called like a hush puppy, possibly. But it was like, think of like a hush puppy, and on the inside was some barbecue pulled pork. Ooh, nice combo. Uh-huh. And then this was the part I think they were talking about. There was like a like an eyedropper, sort of like a plastic eyedropper, like a pipette. Yeah, like a pipette yeah. that was filled with apple cider vinegar. Ooh, oh. nice! And so it was just the vinegar was right in it. It was kind of just like jammed in it. So they're carrying around this thing with the little pipette sticking out, right. and they would have you squeeze it in and then take the bite. Fun. So it was like this fresh vinegary barbecue thing. Wow, very nice, very interesting. You have a much more interesting food life than either Amy or my or myself. <laughs> Much more interesting. <laughs> I have been seeing pipettes in catering a lot more, and it is really fun. Like I went to a catered party, I don't know, I guess it was last year actually, and mm. they were doing really fun things with like the pipettes that you, yeah, sticking out of appetizers and stuff. It's great. It's, it makes you it makes it feel interactive and, and good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's silly, but all right, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> it's mailbag! Okay. We did that. All right. We actually have two from the mailbag. (laughs) (laughs) This one is from Deb Greer. And she said, love the podcast. Just listened to your recent podcast and you asked who had donated. I actually donated $20 to the show recently. You and Amy remind me to make it simple, enjoy the food, and have fun. I can't wait for season four. Well, Deb, thank you for the lovely note. And season four-ish is here. Yes, and thank and, you for the donation. Oh, yeah, thank, I should have said that. <laughs> should have started with that, right? <laughs> Led with the money. Thanks for the money. And then there's another one. This one is from Jan, and this was left on Apple. She says, I've listened to every single episode, and now I awkwardly feel like David and Amy and I are the best of friends. Aww. Amy is so relatable and lovely. 
David is very clever and charming. They both share really interesting experiences and recipes that I can't wait to try every week. I also love their style when they interview their guests. They both are genuinely interested in their guests, and the banter is never, ever forced. Each week as I listen, I find myself jotting down notes and having some sort of interesting takeaway. When David and Amy completed the season in particular, I found myself re-listening to every single episode. Bless your heart. I'm super grateful to the entire staff of the podcast. You're looking at the entire staff of the podcast (laughs) for brightening my day every week. Thank you from your new best friend, Jen. Oh, Jen, thank you. Thank you. You're looking at our staff. There's Adam. There's Amy. There's me. That's the entire staff. (laughs) (laughs) And don't feel awkward. That's great. I know. I love that. I love that. And I have podcasts I listen to where I feel like if we lived next door to each other, we would be best friends. And I've actually reached out to people and told them that. (laughs) So I, I relate. I relate. And now from our news desk, it's Amy Traverso with Food News. Okay, so David, the first thing that I mm-hmm. read about in the New York Times that I wanted to share is that drive throughs are becoming so much more popular, so much more popular than Love ever before. drive throughs well, Love them. chain restaurants are actually shrinking their dining rooms now in order to have more space for uh, the crew to work the drive through Really? Yeah, and it... Wow. It, I, there's different things that it's attributed to. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is is that, you know, after the pandemic, we just don't like being around other people that much. We don't. <laughs> we prefer to eat in our car. <laughs> I never did, pre- and post-pandemic. <laughs> Another thing is people don't want to leave. The, they want to bring their pets with them. And oh. so that is like, you know, you can eat at the drive-thru and have your dog in the back seat. So like chains like Taco Bell are doing these like four bay drive throughs where, you know, for, Get yeah, out, really? they're doing, you know, wow. robotic drive throughs pneumatic tubes sending the food across <laughs> the <laughs> across the four uh, base. It's really quite a thing. So a lot of technology is going into making fast food even faster, even less community oriented than before. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if we went back to the old days? You're you're probably too young to remember this, but remember when we used to have we went to like A and W root beer uh, places A and W I think it was called, and you would order. And then they would bring the tray and hook it onto your side window. Okay, that does predate me a little bit, but like Sonic obviously used to do that. Are they still doing that? They for a while. I don't, it was I've like never been to thing. a Sonic. I know that in we my went life. once and it was horrible. In New Mexico, when I lived in New Mexico, there were a couple of restaurants that still did that. Uh huh. Do you remember the Flintstones? The intro to the Flintstones? They've got the thing. Yes, oh my yes, that's yes. true. They're, that's very true. I forgot about that. And it knocks over the car. Oh boy, I'm dating myself. I remember the very, very last kind of breath of life in the roller skating girls who would come to the window Ooh, and hook it on. That's so cool. Very. The last breath, gasping breaths of that. The the other thing I I missed that I I really wish I'd experienced was the automat. And I know some people are bringing them back, but oh yeah, the idea of like putting you know putting some coins in a thing and there's a hot plate of food ready for you. I I just think it's it's really yeah, that's fun. They have the automat. I think it's. I don't know if it's on Forty Second Street anymore, but. At some point in New York, I went to the Automat just to go to the Automat, which was kind of fun. All right. What else do you have for news, David? Do you like mayo? You know, I used to hate it, and I actually have more. I I can't say I'm like a mayo lover, but I like it better than I used to. How can anybody dislike mayo? Do you like mayo, Adam? 
Yeah, I like mayo. I like fancy mayo, though. Oh, do you really? Oh, I love mayo. I love mayo. And, you know, you slather it on sandwiches, and it's an incredibly popular and versatile condiment. And, of course, it's beloved, beloved in the South. Now, I take a little bit of umbrage to this because it's, yes, it's very popular in the South because of Duke's mayonnaise, but it's also very popular in the North because of Hellman's. And we predated Dukes, I believe. But anyway, this is about Dukes and the city of Greenville, South Carolina, which is the birthplace of Dukes mayonnaise. And what they're doing is this this mayo trail. So in November, <laughs> Greenville, very, South Carolina. It's a very slippery trail. <laughs> Watch your step. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a slick of mayo. Uh, in November, Greenville, South Carolina's Eugenia Dukes unofficial mayo guide to Greenville. And they're partnering with 20 restaurants. And you go like from restaurant to restaurant Ugh. through the course Ugh. of the month. And they have some of their signature dishes that they're using the mayo in. And they have Having things such as the Jones Oyster Company Smoked Carolina Fish Dip and Bobby's uh, Bar- BBQ Tangy Coleslaw, the full entrees um, like the crispy chicken sandwich at the Nose Dive and the the Scoundrels Dirty Rotten Scoundrel Burger. And I think that's fabulous. And of course, there's the jalapeno pimento cheese sandwich at the Bohemian Cafe. And I think it's great because, you know, I love mayo. I wish we would do that up here because I did that article for the New York Times on the fried clam trail. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could do a Hellman's mayo. I am a Hellman's I really fan, want- I got to say. I love Hellman's. Yeah. I have, you know, I've tasted the Kewpie. I love Kewpie. So good. Don't like it. Oh, too sweet for interesting. me. interesting. Don't you find it too sweet? Well, I like it. I like Kewpie for what it's designed for. Like if you make okonomiyaki or other Japanese dishes where you need the yeah. sweetness because it's got the a sweetness, salty. Yeah. 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 But to try and do like a, you know, a tuna fish sandwich or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, I don't like yeah. it. And I've tried Dukes. I like Dukes, but I am just a Hellman's fan. Mm-hmm. I am just a big Hellman's Hear fan. Hear that, Hellman's? We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> we are Hellman's. I will put you on anything and eat it, okay? So I'll slather you on anything and I'll eat it. I'm not proud. <laughs> So, David, mm-hmm. it's our big yes. annual Thanksgiving episode. And despite the fact it's not my favorite meal of the year, it's something we're all going to be making. Yes, all of us. It is the high holy day of food. Right. And so you, I know that you have worked out a schedule to make Thanksgiving dinner easy and and not overwhelming and well yes. organized. So give it to me. Okay. I do very little cooking on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All I really do is reheat and then roast the turkey because okay. you can't really roast the turkey ahead of time. So this is my schedule, folks. And if you follow it, you will have a stress-free, fabulous Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm not responsible for families arguing and, and divorces <laughs> and things like Intergenerational that. Intergenerational trauma we can't really help with. No. And yeah. if you're in the den curled up in a bowl because of all the stress and everything that's happened, that's not on me. At least the food will be great. So here's <laughs> the schedule that I will be following. On the Saturday before Thanksgiving, five days before You want to shop, 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 get everything done. Just go to every single store, place any kind of special orders ahead of time. So therefore you can shop. Sunday before Thanksgiving, we're going to make the pie doughs and the cake layers and the frosting. So we usually have a pecan pie or a pumpkin pie, my pumpkin cake with maple cream cheese frosting. So all those components are going to be made and they're going to be frozen on Monday. You're going to make your cranberry sauce or your cranberry relish. You want to make your mashed potatoes, your sweet potatoes, or any other side dish that you have. They can all be reheated. Okay, David, wait. 
mashed mm. potatoes as they sit, they kind of get drier. So what do you what yeah. are you going to do on Thursday to to kind of revivify revivify them? Bring them back to life, Frankenstein <laughs> style. What you do, it's very simple. You take a double boiler because mm-hmm. there's enough fat, enough butter, all of that in there. You do it in a double boiler and you simmer it over that. Let it get warm all the way through. You're probably going to have to add a bit more cream or a bit more butter or a bit more milk. Mm-hmm. Now, we use cream and butter. We don't bother with milk. And you add a little bit, mm-hmm. and that will revive it. Because the I think it's the starch molecules. I'm not a food scientist, so please don't come after me, people. I think they just keep swelling and swelling and mm-hmm. swelling, and that's what makes it drier. Yeah. Uh, but that's what you do is you just add a little bit of liquid over double boiler, really low and slow. It's just perfect. Why do you do the double boiler? What happens if you put it right over the heat, right? Because the oven is already filled with the turkey, right? And we have a double oven, which is good, but a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. If you put it right on the flame, it starts to dry out the bottom. Right. You know, so you don't want that. So this keeps all the moisture in and you cover it and there's no problem. Okay. That was Monday. So we're going to make the cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, sweet potato, like a casserole we're doing, all your other side dishes. Then on Tuesday... It's very simple. All you're going to make on that day is your stock and your gravy. And the reason why I have that whole day blocked out is it takes time. Because everyone rushes after the turkey comes out of the oven to make pan-dripping gravy. And that's great. The problem is sometimes you've done a brine turkey, Mm -hmm. it's going to be salty. We're doing a dry rub turkey, which has a lot of brown sugar and some salt. It's going to be too sweet. Mm -hmm. And you're also going to be like frantic the last minute. And you don't want to be doing that. So you make the stock. And what I do is I buy turkey wings. And if I can't find them up by chicken wings, get a whole tray of that. I chop up some carrots, some onions, some leeks, some garlic, thyme, rosemary, toss it all together with oil, roast it till they're beautifully mahogany, very dark and lovely. Mm -hmm. Take that, throw them into a pot with water, let it simmer, and then you strain it. And then you can make gravy that day. It'll taste just like gorgeous pan dripping gravy because it really is, but you're not going to be stressed out later. And that stock is also going to be used in, of course, the gravy. It's going to be used in your stuffing. It can be used to thin out the potatoes. Mm -hmm. It can be used later. Like if the turkey is really dry or for leftovers, Mm -hmm. you also can use it. So it's very important. And you can use it to make turkey soup with leftover turkey. Nice. How much stock do you get out of like, are you talking about like a sheet pan of? Yeah, whole sheet pan. So, I mean, it's, okay. I usually get about, I would say close to a gallon. Yeah. Yeah, and which is great. And then depending how flavorful it is, I might reduce it a bit more. Okay. And sometime like this year, I already have it all done. I will take the carcass of the turkey on Thanksgiving. I'll throw it in to enrich whatever is left so it's even richer and then freeze that. So then now we're going on to Wednesday. So Wednesday is all about dessert. So you're going to bake off your pies. You have the crust. So you're going to do the crust and the filling like for your pecan pie or your pumpkin pie. You're going to take your cakes if you have them, which is what we're going to be doing. You defrost them, defrost your frosting, frost them together, put it under the cake dome, and you have your desserts all set. And that's it. And then on Thanksgiving, you wake up with your Thanksgiving jammies which we have, (laughs) the one will make breakfast and we watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. All I do is I roast the turkey and reheat items and that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. It's Thanksgiving, kids. (laughs) That's great. Oh, and I have one thing to say. And what is the number one most requested Thanksgiving leftover recipe? Hmm. You mean on on Leeds Culinaria? 
No, in like the in world. In the world? I think, I think everywhere. I think in the universe. Uh, the recipe, is it the sandwich? The like no, turkey sandwich? No. 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 What is it? Turkey tetrazzini. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's yeah. the thing that everybody wants. And we have, we finally have put one on the site. It'll go on very shortly. And it also calls for turkey stock or chicken stock. So you use this stock right there. It's just fantastic. Oh, that's great. I like turkey tetrazzini. And I also, it's one of those old school recipes that uses sherry. And I, I yes, feel like mine does sherry too. is like an yes. undervalued uh, ingredient for a flavor. Yeah. It's like the grand dame of like, old cuisine, you know, with the big decolletage and, you know, sitting there in the corner looking at everything and being so neglected for all these years. Yeah. And we're bringing her back. Yeah, justice for Sherry. I feel like, you know. <laughs> justice for <laughs> Sherry. Like it's just, it's, it is old-fashioned, but it's good. It they is. They cooked with it all the, in the Edwardian period for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like blink Sherry if you're in danger of, <laughs> of extinction. Blink Sherry. Okay, so you've given us this vision of a stress-free, beautifully organized, yes. planned for Thanksgiving. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Have you been watching Lessons in Chemistry? Yeah, I haven't been watching it. I read it. I read okay. it. Okay, I've been watching it. I love Brie Larson. But I feel like Brie Larson when Thanksgiving comes. I'm just sitting there like little birds are like singing you know, on my shoulder because there's really nothing for me to do. I feel so perfect no and mess. so... That's great. Nothing, nothing. Good for you. Sorry. Well, you represent, okay, so you're representing a vision of a very organized, stress-free, like um, high high executive functioning kind of Thanksgiving. Right. I'm speaking for the rest of us who may not have the best executive functioning skills. We have other talents. <laughs> okay. and yes, of course. <laughs> I will actually be organizing my cooking. But hey, look, sometimes mistakes happen. You forget to do things. And I'm here mm -hmm. to talk about the Five most common Thanksgiving emergencies and what to do about them. Oh, did this come from Yankee? Uh, so I Are did write like this post for newengland.com, our website. So mm -hmm. if you want to read that, you can go to newengland.com and you'll see it on the front page. But I just want to talk through them because I do think these are sure. common mistakes and there are solutions for all of them. Oh, tell me, tell me. So if you don't know the rule that you're supposed to give the turkey a full day in the refrigerator for every four to five pounds of weight, which can be a wow, lot of yeah. days. That's a lot of days. You may find yourself on Thursday morning with a slightly frozen or fully frozen and turkey. So here are two solutions. If you have five or six hours, you can defrost the turkey in cold water, 30 yes. minutes per pound, but you want to change the water every 30 minutes. Now that is being a little bit anal retentive, but that is what food scientists say is the safest way to do that. And then once mm -hmm. it's thawed, you pat the turkey dry and let it air dry for 30 minutes at room temperature and roast. Proceed with your recipe. So that's if you have an extra five or six hours. But if you like totally screw the pooch and you have a frozen turkey and it's Thursday morning. Oh, the morning, imagery, Amy, the imagery. <laughs> screw the pooch. You can actually roast a frozen turkey. Now, get out. You cannot. You can. I've and it's never been heard tested. This. And even Butterball, the Butterball hotline, like they, yeah. they, so I checked this because I couldn't believe it. It'll take about 50% longer. Maybe it's not the first choice, but it is doable. So you, do you wanna, do it at a lower temperature? Yes. So you season okay. the bird all over. Although mm. you want to be aware that a frozen bird generally has been injected with like a brine. So it's already yeah. going to be a bit salty. So have a light hand with the salt. Then you want to place it 
breast side down on a wire rack set over like a rimmed baking sheet or mm-hmm. shallow pan. So you want to Could have, you use a V-rack? Yes. You just want to okay. maximize air circulation around the bird. Yeah, you okay. want it up. So you're, you set your oven at 325, you put the bird in there, and you cook it for two hours without opening the oven. After uh-huh. two hours, you want to see if you can remove that plastic bag of giblets. Now, <laughs> that... I know you like uh, red flags are flying here, but the inside of the turkey will still be quite frozen. The plastic will not have melted. It will not present a danger to you. Try to get that out of there. Try to get the neck out of there. If it's still too frozen, give it another 45 minutes. Again, you will be taking that bag of plastic chimlets out before it could possibly melt. So that is the safety of this method. Then uh-huh. once you can get all that stuff out, you take the bird out, you you brush it with butter, and then you put it in the oven and you continue roasting until the thermometer inserted into the thickest part of the breast reads 160 to 165. Right. You know, then you can flip it over in the last hour of cooking if you want that breast meat to turn brown, as many of us do. So here's the cooking guide. An 8 to 12 pound turkey frozen will take four to five hours. A 12 to 14 pound turkey will take four and a half to five and three quarter hours. So you're you're looking at a longer cooking time, but mm-hmm. it can be done. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm hoping I never have to do it, but. (laughs) And do they really have plastic bags? Cause I am embarrassed to say this, but the one, when I was making this turkey, we had a beautiful turkey from D'Artagnan and he's like, take out the giblets, the bag. I stick my hands. I can't find it. I can't find it. So I said, oh, they must take it out and use it for something. And so then here I am, it goes out on the table. We have guests and there it is falling out of the the butthole. (laughs) So... But it was it was very embarrassing, <laughs> truly embarrassing to be falling out of the turkey's butthole. Uh, but the thing is, it was a paper bag. It was well, yes. it was not it's plastic. It's not always plastic. So right. that's even better if it's not plastic. But a lot of times <laughs> exactly. it is plastic. And yeah, it can be confusing because the uh, giblets often end up in the neck hole and the neck often ends up in the right. abdominal cavity. I don't know yes. why they do it that way. I don't. That's what I missed was yeah. the other one of them. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was the neck hole, not the butthole. <laughs> There's two but that's what I missed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other, okay, let's do dilemma number two. And David, you just said that you have two ovens. Uh, yes. Which, so you won't have this problem as much. I have like a single standard size stove, but it has two compartments. Like it's yeah. stacked. So it's right. not like a side by side, but I do. Anyway, here's the dilemma. You have one oven, but everything needs a different temperature and you've got too many dishes to juggle. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. that is a logistical challenge. Okay. so. One idea, make the hot sides ahead of time and reheat them as the turkey is resting. That's one solution. That's, that's, that is a good thing. Another solution, use your grill as a second oven. This is easier mm-hmm. to do if you have a gas grill. It's harder to regulate the temperature of a charcoal grill. And you will need to keep an eye on things, but you can set your grill to 350, 325, somewhere in there. Keep an eye on it, close it, and you can reheat or cook stuffing, uh, green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole. It's nice, yeah. Let's just think of it as another heat source. And you're doing it over indirect heat, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, th- thank yeah. you for saying that. Yes. You want to mm-hmm. put the heat on one side of the grill and then 
and put it over right. the cooler part. Another thing you can do is emphasize stovetop sides like mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce, butternut squash soup, glazed carrots, all things you can make on the top of the stove. Very smart. And then the other thing is choose a few dishes you can serve at room temperature. You know, a hearty vegetable salad, a savory mm-hmm. galette you can serve at room temperature, a mm-hmm. grain salad. Roasted Brussels sprouts are delicious room temp. So, yeah, they are. You know, a lot of dishes taste just as good if they're not piping hot. You know, also, too, don't forget to fill them up with bread, too. I think beautiful, you know, dinner rolls, if you make them, that's mm. a wonderful thing. That also helps round out the meal. And, you know, you can do some really fun, interesting things. You can, like, chop up bacon and cheese and, and put it in the dough when you make it. That's what I've done a lot Ooh, of times. Nice. Not so much on Thanksgiving, but when I make some Portuguese dishes. And I'm even trying to figure out how to make a roll that has stuffing in it. Wouldn't that be wonderful? A stuffing roll. So I think something like that, other things like you said that are room temperature that you can do. And of course, you know, there's the cranberry sauce. You can just buy the the kind that, you know, you fart out of a can and (laughs) there it is. And people do like that. My mom loves that kind. You've got the turkey with butthole and you've got the farting can of cranberry (laughs) sauce. Yeah, but you have screw the pooch, okay? So a very scatological Thanksgiving. (laughs) I want to get the logo of talking with my mouth full and screw the pooch in in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what else you go? What other disasters okay. that you can avoid? How about this? The food's not ready and everybody's hungry. Oh, um, that's happened to me a million times. Thanksgiving is such a huge meal. I generally don't want to do appetizers. I, ideally, you have the food kind of ready to go when people arrive, but that a lot of times people like to come early and they're hungry. I just hate putting all that effort into a meal and having having everybody fill up on the appetizers. Right. But you kind of do need to do it. And if you haven't prepared ahead of time, think about stuff you can just make from your pantry, staples. Mm-hmm. Gougeres take a little bit of time, but all the, all you need are flour, eggs, some cheese, some salt right. and pepper. They do need to bake for 45 minutes to an hour, but you can whip them up pretty quickly. Deviled eggs, just see what you have in your fridge. You've got some eggs, you've got some mayo. Maybe you can put some spices in there. How about garlicky cream cheese dip? I mean, you can find recipes for these on Mm newengland.com. Clam dip, if you have canned clams on hand, it's delicious, right? Love clam dip. And here's Mm -hmm. the one that I think is a great solution for a snacky thing, which is roasted chickpeas. You you drain them, you rinse them, and you dry them. You toss them with salt, pepper, paprika, coriander, cumin, any spice you like, and you roast them on a rim baking sheet at 400 for 15 minutes. Then you drizzle them with some olive oil. You stir to coat and roast for another 15 minutes. You get these crispy, savory, delicious chickpeas. You should always have chickpeas in your pantry because they will just come in handy when you least expect it. And this is a kind of healthier appetizer that isn't going to fill people up too much and, but will kind of, you know, fend off the hangry vibes. Right. I mean, I think, you know, this is all great. I mean, I, you can do what I do, which is do dramatic readings. (laughs) I just will pick a novel off the bookshelf and I'll just do dramatic readings for two hours. Uh, But I think what you might want to do is for those of you listening, take a couple of things and make them anyway. Mm. Just so you have them in case you end up, the turkey's not fully cooked or something, you can have the chickpeas all ready to go or you Mm -hmm. can have the deviled eggs all ready to go because that's a refrigerator item. Yeah, yeah. 
And obviously the chickpeas store really well. So really you can, well, yeah. If you don't eat them that day, you'll eat them another time. Okay, another dilemma. Four out. F- this is the fourth. We have five. The turkey is dry. The breast meat is dry. Mm, yeah. It, you know, it can be hard to cook a turkey so that the Very thighs are hard. cooked and the breast meat is still juicy. Brining helps with that. A dry brine helps with that. A dry yeah. rub. But sometimes it happens. So here's what you and do. And roasting upside down like you do with yes. the frozen turkey, yeah. that keeps all the juices in the breast and the last hour flip it so it'll keep it moister. Yeah, that does. So all those things help. Putting butter under the skin. There's a lot of methods, right? My grandmother used to drape bacon over the breast meat and it was sort of a self-basting nice. turkey. I it was like delicious. It. Grandma's got it going. But let's say that you have a dry breast meat. Okay, so you want to carve it and put it on a platter and then mm-hmm. mix equal parts gravy and chicken or turkey stock. You pour mm-hmm. a generous amount over the meat. So really to cover mm-hmm. it, then cover the platter with foil and put it in a very low, like 200 degree oven for 20 minutes. The meat mm-hmm. will soak up the juice and it'll really, really help. Oh, that's nice. You know what I also do when I, I've had dry meat is that I will do the stock and usually, of course, I have the turkey stock on hand already because yeah. I made it several days earlier and I will do a big hunk of butter and stock together because mm. it just adds so much more flavor Great and idea. people have never complained. It's hard to get people to complain when butter's About involved. butter. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> I agree. Unless they're vegan. (laughs) Okay, the last dilemma, the mashed potatoes are gluey. Sometimes, despite Mm. our best intentions, we overwork them. Yeah, food processor. Do not make potatoes in a food processor. Or with a beater or electric beaters. You mean like a hand beater? Electric beater. You know, what are they called? Handheld electric beater. Oh, really? That's what I use a lot. Oh, really? Well, never you, probably, you probably have a light hand. Um, yeah. The key is to know when to stop because if you go too long, the cells mm. rupture and they, they release a gluey kind of starch and mm-hmm. you get this gluey mess. Now, it's David gross. obviously is good at figuring out when to stop, but not all of us are. So if they are gluey, adding butter will help fix this problem. You gently fold in one tablespoon of salted butter per pound of potatoes. Taste... If they're still a little gluey, add a little more butter and it will make it less gluey. One tablespoon of butter per pound of potatoes. I mean, <laughs> really, Amy, that's such like such a terrible thing. I would do like a stick per pound. Right, this is, you've I, already added the, the butter in the recipe that's is what I'm true, saying. Yeah. What about adding cream? Would that help? Uh, you know, I haven't tried cream. Um, mm-hmm. Cream has less butter fat than butter. And I think True. it's the butter yeah. that it's the fat that will break up the starch. So uh, oh, I would, I would try, I would stick with the butter. So again, okay. this, this is not a mashed potato recipe. This is that you've already made That's the right, mashed this is potatoes a fix. Good point. and they already have the butter and cream in them. And now you're just adding a little more. Yeah. All right. Ames, now that we know the schedule of what to do for the five days before Thanksgiving. You've given all of the troubleshooting for all of the items. What are you and your family having for Thanksgiving? Uh, So I'm still working out some last choices, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to definitely do a dry cured slash spice rub turkey. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a fresh turkey from Allendale Farm, which is oh, the one nice. farm in the sit within the city limits of Boston. Actually, wow. it's going to be sitting in my fridge for a few days. Letting and I like to use and this is a, a another recipe I learned at Sunset Magazine out in California was juniper ground juniper berries as one of the spices in the in very the, it's nice really good with turkey. I asked my mom; she wanted to make a couple sides and. You know, she's just going to make that Pepperidge Farm stuffing. It's just so darn good. It is so darn good. 
And I love Darn the cornbread it. dressing, but I'm really happy to have her. Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I is. like to do these Hasselback kind of thinly sliced sweet potatoes sure. with a kind of a streusel crunchy a topping. Ooh, it's I a recipe that. on New England. Look, look it up. It's on newengland.com and it's crispy caramelized sweet potatoes is what the recipe is called. I love that dish. So I'll definitely be making that. I'll be doing the Earl Grey cranberry sauce. I'll be doing probably a sort of caramelized Brussels sprout situation. The gravy, obviously. Mashed potatoes. I'll be kind of doing a classic mashed potato. And then for dessert, Pumpkin chiffon pie, which I love. I love that's another recipe on newengland.com. And an apple, like a blue ribbon deep dish apple pie from the Apple Lovers Cookbook. That'll be the other pie. Of course, of course. Wonderful. How about you? So we're going to have the dry rub turkey, which is pretty much only brown sugar and salt. That's it. Nice. That's, That's all it is. It's very simple. So there's no herbs in it. And it, God, it's so gorgeous and it's so shiny and it's so juicy. So we're doing that. I'm going to do a roasted garlic mashed potato, which is one of the ones I did in my trial run. I will do this uh, sweet potato souffle, which is really whipped sweet potatoes with all kinds of wonderful spice. And then it has that like a streusel topping on it. Nice. The one loves that. Then he always makes a cranberry orange relish. So Mm -hmm. he will do that. And I'm thinking of making dinner rolls. I'm not going to make the homemade green bean casserole. Sometimes I make that mm-hmm. homemade. I'm going to be doing roasted Brussels sprouts, spicy Brussels sprouts nice. with pecans or macadamia nuts. And what else? Then the pumpkin cake with maple cream cheese frosting, right. either a pecan, chocolate pecan pie or a pumpkin pie. And those cheesy twists yeah. is kind of a starter because we always start all of our meals with friends. We always start with bubbles. So they need something kind right, of salty, right. uh, peppery for that. And uh, then I need to make sure that there will be enough left over because I'm making, as Alan calls it, Turkey teriyaki. What he means is turkey <laughs> tetrazzini. He gets it wrong all the time. And I'll be making turkey tetrazzini. Um, oh, that's great. The second day. Normally, I would do like a turkey pot pie, uh-huh. a Thanksgiving pot pie with all of the ingredients. Yeah. I'm going to just do the uh, turkey tetrazzini and that'll be it. Yeah. One yeah. one thing that I like to do sometimes with leftovers is to take the mashed potatoes and make them into little potato pancakes. Pancakes, And yeah. then take some turkey meat and shred it and mix it with barbecue sauce and sort of oh, nice. pie that on and you get this kind of nice tangy just just sometimes you want different flavors the different next flavor day. profile yeah. yeah 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 absolutely David do you do the thing with your turkey of like uncovering it for the last you know 12 hours in the fridge so that the yes. skin crisps up Yes, you want to get what's called, that's called a pellicle. Yeah. It's like that kind of sticky skin and then it dries out and it creates the most shatteringly crisp skin. It's amazing. It's It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, David. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Ames. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm very grateful for you guys. I'm grateful we're doing the podcast again. Yes. And I'm grateful for all the listeners who have reached out. And to everyone who keeps asking, when are we getting back on the air? We are trying (laughs) desperately hard, but we do need your support. And we will come back with more information about that. Talking With My Mouthful is produced by Overt Studios, and our producer is someone we are very grateful for, Adam Claremont. You can reach Adam and Overt Studios at overtstudios.com. And remember to follow Talking With My Mouthful wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And as Amy said earlier, we are self-funded. 
So if you want to continue the marvelous, joyous, serotonin-boosting show you've come to know and love, would you consider supporting us just like you support public media? You'll find a link on our show page wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Check it out. Even a dollar will do. Ciao. Bye, David. It's, it's mailbag. Oh my god! Why can't me? you do this? You're behind me. You're like half a beat behind me. Is it the Adam? Is it the it's recording? It's mailbag time. I know. I Adam, who started first? <laughs>